0: the lord hallelujah we thank and praise god for being here this morning and honoring of course the spirit of christ and thanking and praising god for um, our bishop for allowing us to this opportunity to be able to teach the word of god on today hallelujah God. To, how many of you are ready to, to learn on this morning thank you jesus glory to god it's always a, a learning experience every time i read the word i find something new it's just like i'm reading it for the first time so repetitions is very, very good hallelujah glory to God we want to go to Romans chapter 6 and to this morning we we're talking about being with Jesus this morning very simple we're talking about being with Jesus hallelujah and if I were to give it some type of title uh, the best title I know is simply I'm with Jesus I'm with Jesus. Very simple. And the scripture says, Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for an opportunity to teach, Lord. Lord God, I pray that you make Jermaine be quiet and that you speak through me, that people are not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You can be seated. Those of you that are acquainted with me, you know that I love talking about my life experiences. And one thing I want to share with you on this morning is before coming into truth, and I want to specify before truth, I had a short stint of traveling with recording artists. And what I learned from that time in that particular world is that your celebrity is very important. I mean, it's very important. It determines how you're looked at. It determines the doors that you get into. Your respect is predicated upon how famous you are. And in some cases, your fame is worth more than even money. That's why that you can sometimes look and you'll see those celebrities who are bankrupt. In a lot, of time, a lot of cases, you may be living financially better than they are, but they have much more. They can dress better. They live better. They eat better. Why? Because of their celebrity. I've been around a lot of egos, some who actually walked the walk, and some who faked the walk. And one thing that I've determined is the way that you can determine if someone is a true A-lister is how they are received at high-profile venues. Usually it's an invitation-only event, and... It's extremely overpriced for the outsiders. And a lot of times, the line is wrapped around the entire building with precious people willing and waiting to spend a crazy amount of money just so they can get in and hobnob with the entertainers. So they can get in and be entertained by some of the most popular voices in music. They wait in that long line hoping to enter in just as an extra. And another thing I noticed that no matter how hard the bouncers at the door don't budge, no matter how much the fire department would say that this particular facility has messed out the capacity, there's always that one person that has everyone starstruck, star starstruck. Star There's always that one person that can walk up and even though the building is totally maxed out, they will kick some people out just so that they can let that particular individual in. Why? Because the event planners they understand that the appearance of this individual increases the prestige of the event. Now, some of y'all looking at me saying, I don't know where he's going with this. He's talking about clubs and talking about events. Praise the Lord. I didn't come here for this. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> But there's always one celebrity can walk right up. And you know what? They'll walk right up with an entourage, an entourage of about 20 people and get right in. And that's the time when those of us who are walking on the outside of the line, we're looking at that celebrity saying, hey, remember, I'm your cousin on your mama's side. Can you let me in? Don't, 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 you know, perhaps they've never even talked to that individual in their life. But they want everybody to know that they are with that celebrity. And if by chance that celebrity happens to look down and say, I know you, sugar mama. Come in here with me you're so elated why because you know that the rules of the red rope that's on the outside of the venue no longer apply to you you know that if you could just get connected to the star everything would be all right you know that all you have to do is just call the name of the star that you're with and that name solidifies your identity. So what are you saying, Brother Turner? I'm saying that death had us on the outside. It was because of death we had no eye. Death had us without hope. Psalm 51 and 5 said, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. In other words, death had us dead before arrival yes we were walking around but we were like zombies oh Lord I'm talking about zombies now we were like zombies who were walking around and just existing but doomed we were talking but not saying anything some of you in here today you may feel that life is pointless You might feel that life is just here. You don't really know what you're good at and you don't really know your worth. Some of your habits have made you feel like there's no way out. Some of your drinking, that makes you feel like that you're just locked in. And you have no way out. But I say to you on this morning, if you would just get to Jesus and get with Jesus, you will have joy unspeakable. If you get with Jesus, you're able to escape the pause of death. Anybody know what I'm talking about in here this morning? How many of you can testify and say, before I uh, uh, joined with Jesus, before I took on, hallelujah, his nature, I was lost. How many of you can say that some of the people would be shocked if they would see your before and after pictures? And I'm going to say this, and if you're not shocked, then something wrong. But I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to go back over here. This is Sunday school, praise the Lord. I thought I was East Campus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. But the enemy doesn't want you to know that. He wants you to be fearful of death. He wants you to be satisfied waiting in that long line on the outside of the venue. He doesn't want you to have high self-esteem. He wants you to maintain your low self-esteem. He wants you to feel like you can't go to God for yourself. He wants you to feel like God doesn't hear you. You're not worthy. You can't witness to no one. You can't pray to anyone. He wants you to be condemned. He doesn't want you to have power. He wants you to walk around powerless. Because if you are without power, that means death has it. If you don't have power, that means death has the power. How is this so? The only power death has is what we give it. That's the only power death has. And you know, a lot of times we preach on death and we have this misconception that Satan activated death. But that's not the case. Man activated death. Genesis 2 and 16. It says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat it. For in the day that thou eat thereof thou shalt surely what? Die. So Adam activated death by his disobedience to God. You see, it was intended for man to have an extended VIP place. It was intended for man to rule the world with no worries. It was intended for us to have complete dominion. Genesis 1 and 28, it says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and what? Multiply. Be fruitful. Multiply. Have as many of you as you want. Because you're going to have all you need. It's not going to have, you're not going to have any problems. You're not going to have any, any worries. Just be fruitful. Just multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So the activation of death arbitrated the fall of man. In that fall dwelled pain. Because of that fall we have suffering. Because of that fall we have sickness. Because of that fall you are experiencing things that have you scared right in this building today. Because of that fall we are waiting outside of the venue, broken, crying, we think money is the answer. So we put all of our effort into getting wealth. We work overtime on our job, and we have no time for the Lord. trying to get on the inside of that venue, thinking that that's the way that you can get in. Some of us, we' on this health kick, and I believe in, and I, I believe in, in, in being in, in good health. But sometimes we put so much emphasis on the way the outer, the outer shell looks. And we, we, we go to heavy extents of working out and exercising every single day. And glory to the Lamb of God, we can't go to church because we got to do 20 push-ups. We don't live at all. We won't eat none. I, I, I met this person the other day. All they eat is grass. Just lettuce. And I said, Was there anything else in here for me to eat? They said, Yes. And they gave me some. I don't want any carrots. I'm not a rabbit and I don't eat carrots. Somebody say, Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) But they do all of this. And one thing I realized the person that you thought was the healthiest, just out of nowhere, sometimes they just die. Out of nowhere. He's like, oh, my God, every time I saw him, he was was in the best of shape. But here you are living on faith, saying, I'm with the Lord. You're trusting and believing God, and he's keeping you. You know why? Because you're with him. Come on and put those hands together if you believe that. So you can't put all your faith in the things you have down here. Psalms 49 and 10. Let me tell you what it says. For he seeth that wise men die, likewise the fool and the brutish person perish, and they leave their wealth with others. You're not going to take any of that with you. It's not. Let me tell you something. All of your money is not going to be with you. Your car is not going to be with you. Somebody else is going to drive your car. And those of you that's putting all of your faith into your your <laughs> your, your other half and, and all of this, let me tell you something. Somebody else gonna drive that car. Soon as you leave here, you gonna have some, that somebody else gonna be driving what you what you put all what you worked so hard to get. Some of us uh, uh, we worship our children. We worship our children, and we and, and if, let me tell you something. Our children, again, can keep us from doing things that that the Lord would have us to do. We don't want nobody to say anything to our kids or anything. And they get in our house, they put their feet all on our furniture. Glory to God, they put their feet on the walls. They ramshack our house, and then when they get grown, they tell you to take your shoes off at the door. They'll tell you quick, Dad, you can't eat in this car because of the leather seat's in here. Come on, somebody. So don't put all your eggs in one basket. Put your faith in the Lord. Because there's no security in what you got going down right here. Because everything will leave you. Everything will leave you. Some of you in here right now are going through a lot of hurt and pain. Because you put so much faith in man and not in him. We wanted to be seen with the big shots. But we didn't want to be with him. The only security that you have, the only connection that it's a true connection of validation. It's the connection with the only, one and only real star, Jesus Christ. That's the only real star. But, he, but the enemy wants you to continue thinking that your money and your good works secures you only to be turned away at the door because you don't have a connection with the resurrection only to not be let in at the end because you didn't possess what was within I should be a rapper did y'all hear that That how I did that that was pretty good wasn't it connection with the resurrection turn away at the end because you don't possess what's in praise the Lord some of y'all head down hallelujah <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So, the same thing that the enemy did with Adam is the same thing he's doing with you today. You know what he told Eve? He said, you shall not surely die, but you will be as a God knowing good and evil. He constantly presents you with an an alternative that makes you want to denounce who you're supposed to be with. Because he doesn't want you to claim who deactivated death. He don't want you to claim it. He doesn't want you to acknowledge the sovereignty of God. And you can't help but see it in all of this because the only reason death even existed in the first place is because God spoke it into existence by way of judgment. Numbers 23 and 19. And it says, God is not a man that he should what? Lie. So if he speaks it, if he spoke it, it will come to pass. Anything that the Lord says, you can count on it. Stop worrying about what everybody else say. And have your mind fixed on what Jesus said. He says that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. So if he spoke it, it must come to pass. So someone had to die. He spoke it. He spoke it. He said, the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Man activated death by disobeying God. So he spoke it, and it had to happen. So the devil was rejoicing. He said, okay, that's it. That's it. But God had a plan. How many of you believe that God had a plan? He decided to solidify the penalty of mankind through himself. Colossians 1 and 21. And it says, and you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now have he reconciled. In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. So since mankind was sin infested, God himself had to come in the manner of flesh to die a physical death. To present you holy and free from accusation. Because the only accusation that death has against you is that you sin. The only authority that death has over you is sin. And I'm going to tell you this, and I studied this, and I'm going to to give you something that is so powerful. And I want you to write this down. This right here is so powerful. I'm going to give you the key. It's going to blow your mind. I'm telling you, those of you, if you can tweet this, tweet this. If you want to escape the penalty of death and you want to be with him, I have a trick for you. I have something that is powerful. Are you ready for this? Lean forward. I want you to hear it. Don't sin. Some of y'all rolled your eyes at me just then. Don't sin. What did I open the text say? It said, therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the father, even so we should walk with the newness of life. We should walk with, we should have a new life. We should walk with a newness. If we want to be like him, we have to look like him. We have to look like him. We have to wear his name. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. The perfect God required a perfect payment for mankind's sin. So he became flesh, conquered all sin with a perfect life. And then died in payment for every sin in the world. So the enemy, he didn't know what was happening. As I said earlier, he just knew That God was a man of his word. So he said, you know what? It's the end now. It's the end. We got him. (laughs) We got him. A lot of times when you're going through what you're going through, the enemy think, he got you. That's the time when you need to start praising him the time when you need to start rejoicing somebody say hallelujah because you know you're with him and you know that god has a plan somebody say hallelujah so he don't know everything he don't know your spiritual connection because all he can see is what's on the outside he deals in the realm of the flesh with temptation let me tell you what 2 corinthians 5 and 21 says Somebody say hallelujah. It says, for he that made himself to be sin for us, who knew, who knew no sin, that we might be the righteousness of God in him. Now, I want to give you the significance of this and how powerful this was and how this plan, how... (laughs) and how the enemy was outsmarted. You have to understand... That the penalty of sin is what? Death. So Jesus was taking our sins. So that would mean the penalty for Jesus would be what? Death, right? But catch this. That's only if the sins Jesus was wearing was his own. He wasn't wearing his own sins. He took our sin. So Jesus died wearing our sin as a perfect man. So by doing this, he he outsmarted the enemy. Don't you know that you can outsmart them too? Don't you know that you can outsmart them too? In in Acts chapter 2, Peter preaches repent. Which means turn from sin. Turn toward God. Get with him and be baptized, literally being immersed. Completely covered in the name of Jesus. Letting people know that you're with him. Giving people the name of the person that you belong to. So that name can solidify you. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Being immersed, completely covered in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the what? Holy Ghost. Now you have the power. And death doesn't have the power anymore. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus was baptized into his death? That we were buried we were buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father, I'm reading again, even though we should what walk into what newness of life. Dying to sin requires our death. Burial and Resurrection. The power of grace moves in us through repentance. And our faith allows us to plug into his power as we hear the name of Jesus Christ. The baptism is the time of decision. When we surrender in faith, we are united with Christ's power. When we are united with him, that's when we can say with confidence, I'm with him. And the rules of death no longer apply. Why? Because you have solidified who you're with. Let us stand. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We have, I believe, 15 minutes before service starts. We want to pray really quickly. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Those of you that can, just lift your hands. Hallelujah. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for this word on this morning. Lord God, we thank you for knowing now that we have to make sure we have our priorities straight. We thank you, Lord, for learning that everything we need is with you and in you. Oh, God, we receive that in the mighty name of Jesus. We repent for every time we doubted you and wasn't obedient. We repent for every time we put things before you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we surrender our will and our way. And we ask you, God, to have your way in our lives. In Jesus' holy name, we thank you and we praise you. Amen and amen. Come on and put those hands together. You can fellowship. Get to know one another. Shake one another's hand. Tell your brother, your sister you love them. And we'll be starting service within the next 15 minutes. God bless you.